It's the people who do the really hard work to dig deeper and figure out what their root cause is. They figure out whatever psychological or emotional or mental blocks that they have and they break those barriers down. Those are the people that not only lose weight, but keep it off for good. Welcome to The Mindset Diet, the show that will teach you how to stop getting in your own way and start losing weight, feeling better, and becoming the best version of yourself. My name is Iman, I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I run an online coaching business where my amazing team and I coach women through losing weight without restrictive dieting or excessive exercise. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Mindset Diet Podcast where I'm going to be talking about some common reasons why people become overweight. And the reason that I want to talk to you about this is because I'm a firm believer in the fact that if you don't get to the deeper root cause of whatever got you into this situation where you're overweight, you're unhappy with your body, you have low self-esteem, if you don't tackle that root cause, you're never going to actually be able to sustain whatever results or changes that you make. It's the people who do the really hard work to dig deeper and figure out what their root cause is. They figure out whatever psychological or emotional or mental blocks that they have and they break those barriers. Those are the people that not only lose weight, but keep it off for good. Before we dive into this topic, I am going to go ahead and give you a quick update on my own health journey. So today is July 7th. That's when I'm recording this podcast. It will probably go out later than when I'm recording it, but that's usually how it goes. And last week I was actually on vacation, sorta. It wasn't really vacation. I was just visiting my family in Chicago. um, So I wasn't working as much, but um, yeah, I was there with them and I had a really, really nice time. It was just a great time to just be grateful for the people around me and spend time with people I love and eat good food. And so I wasn't really strict with any of my gut health protocols or anything like that. I did continue to take my supplements. I didn't eat like a total asshole or anything like that. Um, And my gut reacted really well to that, actually. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, Being back, I actually don't feel as well. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, I'm kind of back in my normal routine and stress is a little higher since I'm back to work, or if it's the fact that um, typically my cycle is a little hard for me. With somebody who struggles with low progesterone like I do, you often see that that second half of the cycle is challenging because that is when you're supposed to be supporting the production of progesterone. And if you already have low progesterone, it can be hard to actually induce that cycle. So this week I've noticed because I am in the second half of my cycle that I'm tired and I don't have as much energy. I can tell I'm kind of bloated. So hopefully it just means I'm going to be getting a period on time this month, Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Other than that, I am going to be wrapping up my supplement protocol here within the next week, so I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, according to what my coaches said, I think we're going to go into somewhat of a maintenance phase here for a little while, so I'm just going to start to introduce a little bit more variety back into my diet and see how I feel with that, so I will keep you all posted. Without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about why you are overweight. So I'm going to introduce this topic to you by kind of telling you my story and how I gained 20 pounds 
in the last few years of high school into college. So for those of you that have been following along with me for a little while, you know a little bit about what my home life was like at that time. Um, Unfortunately, my dad was struggling immensely with really, really bad alcoholism. And so uh, during that time, I'd say probably starting about my sophomore year of high school, uh, things got really bad. It was really, really difficult for him to just function. I mean, he was, he was a functioning alcoholic, but, uh, it really started to affect, you know, my life and my mom's life and my sister's life. And so the second that I was able to drive, I would just try to escape that environment at any point that I could. So I would get in my car and I would drive just anywhere but there. And usually that meant going and just getting food, right? I just wanted to be out of the house. I grew up in like a very nice area, but you know, suburban area. It's not like there was a ton of stuff to do. And so I would get in my car and drive and go get food because I didn't know how to deal with my difficult emotions at the time. Now looking back, I know that what I was dealing with was anxiety and depression, but I didn't really understand that at the time. And so instead of, you know, dealing with those feelings or seeking help and, you know, seeing a therapist, I coped with those difficult feelings by eating. And so food was a source of comfort for me. And of course, you know, when I'm constantly in these uncomfortable positions, I'm going to seek out that comfort. So I would constantly go and eat fast food, junk food. I used to stop at 7-Eleven almost every day uh, on my way home from school or stop at Dunkin' Donuts on my way to school. So you can imagine that it was pretty easy for me to gain this weight, especially because my mom cooks uh, at home, or she did at least when when I was growing up, right? And so I was used to having these home-cooked, pretty healthy meals, and now I'm eating out all the time on top of eating those meals as well. So pretty rapidly, I gained quite a bit of weight. And so I tell you this because I think one of the main reasons people become overweight is that they're dealing with some sort of incredibly stressful situation or even something as far as a trauma, okay? So Let's say, for example, I've, I've heard this story many times before, right? Somebody switches jobs. They either get promoted or they switch jobs completely, and now they have a lot more stress in their life. One of the first things I see with those people is that they gain a ton of weight because when you're stressed out, you're more likely to overeat. You're more likely to emotionally eat. Okay, cortisol itself, the stress hormone, makes fat storage a little bit easier in your body. And so all of these components combined just essentially creates the perfect storm for gaining weight. Now, what this really comes back to, which is hard for some people to admit, but is absolutely true, is an inability to cope with difficult emotions, right? So what do a lot of people do when something comes up and they feel something and they don't like the way it feels? They either drink alcohol, they eat junk food, they smoke weed, right? Or unfortunately, people get into way worse things, harder drugs, they become addicted to gambling, they become addicted to sex, whatever it is, right? They distract themselves from those uncomfortable emotions, As hard as it is, at some point in your life, you need to face whatever you're running away from. I will tell you that going through therapy towards the end of college was one of the most difficult things I've ever done because I had to sit there and process my emotions surrounding my dad. I had to talk to someone about how his inability to be present in my life made me feel like I wasn't a good enough daughter. 
I had to be vulnerable and talk to someone about how I felt like I wasn't good enough and how that translated into me developing disordered eating behaviors. None of those conversations were fun or were easy to have, but I had them and I went through them. And as I started to unpack my emotions and my feelings and that trauma, I was able to separate myself from these awful habits I had with food. And now I'm not saying that every single person listening to this needs to go hire a therapist, although I I greatly believe that a lot of people would benefit from that. What I am saying though is that you need to give yourself the space to process whatever you're going through. When you have a difficult emotion, if whether it's anger or frustration or sadness or or anxiety, whatever it is, instead of just running away from it, instead of using food as a means of muting that feeling, you need to let it shine through. You need to feel that uncomfortable feeling. You need to sit in that discomfort long enough for you to understand what's going on so that you can begin to process it and move forward through it, okay? You have to grow through what you go through. And I know that's a silly phrase and you often see it on like a sign with like a drawing of flowers in the background and stuff, but it's true. You really do have to learn to grow through the difficult situations that come your way. You'll notice if you've listened to a lot of the episodes that I've done with guests on this show, a lot of times I do ask them, how or why did you become overweight? And they have done the work right? They have done the work to figure out what caused them to get overweight, and that's why many of them have incredible transformations that they share on this show. All right, so we started out pretty deep there as we normally do. Let's let's scale it back a little bit. Let's go a little bit more surface level, okay? Another reason why I see a lot of people have become overweight is because they simply didn't have any models of health in their family, okay? So I was just in the Chicago area, and unfortunately, A lot of people, a lot of Americans in the Midwest are overweight or obese. And, you know, you might ask, well, why is this? Well, they're very far inland. They oftentimes have less access to uh, some of the newer foods and technologies and stuff like that. But I think a big part of it is just that, like, a lot of families there haven't really had anyone in the family who has been a model of health, right? So some people, sure, especially in that area, they live and they work on a farm and they eat only what they grow and they're in great shape, right? But I swear there, there is a Dunkin' Donuts on like literally every corner because there's a demand for it, right? People have this demand for these highly processed, highly palatable foods. And like I said, I think in a lot of families, and I'm I'm just picking on the Midwest. I mean, this is everywhere, right? In, In different pockets in America, but I think that a lot of these people just never understood or were taught how to eat well. And so ask yourself, you know, was your family a family that there was never a fresh cooked meal? You were always eating out. You were always eating processed food. Or maybe, unfortunately, you grew up in tough circumstances and you didn't have a lot of money to spend on good quality food. Whatever it was, maybe there just wasn't a model of health in your family. And that's okay. You can become that model of health. You can set a different precedent for the following generations. It's going to take some work, but it's definitely not impossible. Speaking of modeling, not only do we normally, you know, kind of inherit some of the behaviors and ideas and and traditions that our family has around food, we also tend to model their behaviors in social settings. And so a reason that a lot of you are overweight is because you are a people pleaser. 
You say yes to everyone else, including your husband or wife and your kids and your your family and your coworkers, everyone, right? You say yes, even if you don't want to do it because you don't want to make other people upset. This comes from a good place, but this is hurting you because you never do anything for yourself. In fact, you believe it's selfish to take care of yourself. It is not selfish to take care of yourself, okay? Um, I've had a client, I've had many clients like this, but I had a client, one in particular who I'm thinking of, who just bended over backwards for her kid. And because of that, she wasn't able to take the time she needed for herself. And she ultimately wasn't that successful, even though we were coaching her. And I'll admit that. And and sure, there are things I could have done better, right? But at the end of the day, she just refused to give up any sort of uh, what she believed to be, I guess, was quality of life for her kid in order to improve her own quality of life. And I see that a lot. I see that with people, like I said, with their family, with their coworkers, just in general. And so, You have to start to set boundaries for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. This sounds really selfish, but it's true. You are the most important person in your life. When you walk into a room, you are the most important person in it. And if you're not able to take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to show up in the way that you want to for other people. So you better get good at it. You better start treating yourself like you treat your best friend, like you treat your partner, like you treat your kid, because you deserve that. Speaking of what you deserve, let's talk a little bit about what you believe you deserve because another reason that I see that people become overweight is that they are a victim of trauma. They become so shut down by something horrible that's happened to them. Okay, let's take for example, somebody that goes through sexual trauma or sexual abuse. They may not believe that they that they should feel good in their skin, that they should feel sexy because they believe that that will attract some sort of violence or hatred in the way that it may have before. And so no matter what they do, no matter how hard they work, they just don't believe that they deserve to feel and look good and they stay stuck where they're at. That's really heavy. Um, It really is. And I have a ton of empathy for anyone who's in that situation because it's very difficult to get out of But at the end of the day, you do have to remember that, you know, taking care of your body is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. If you're in a situation like the one that I just described, I would highly encourage you to seek out some help from a mental health professional. Forget the stigma around it. Luckily, that stigma is is being erased. But go talk to someone who can help you process and unpack those emotions because that's a really heavy thing for you to carry with you for the rest of your life without being able to open up about that and share that when you feel comfortable, okay? The body keeps the score, and so you harbor that weight and that trauma, and it can keep you stuck. Another thing I see often that keeps people really stuck are false and limiting beliefs. So one that I hear a lot, and this one just makes me laugh a little bit because there's not a ton of truth to it, is this idea that You know, someone will say, well, I've always been big because I'm big boned. Like, I don't think your bones are really that much bigger. Um, You just have this belief that you're always going to be bigger because you've always been bigger. This is especially true for people that tell me that they've been overweight their entire lives. For whatever reason, right, since like middle school, they've been chunky. And so you have to get it out of your head that you are an overweight person, 
Okay, like you want to separate yourself from that. You don't want that to become your identity because that is a false belief. When you say I am overweight, that feels fixed, right? It feels like you can't change it. This was something that was huge for me. I used to say I am depressed or I am anxious. No, I am not depressed. I am Iman, (laughs) okay? And sometimes I feel depressed and sometimes I feel anxious, but those are feelings. Those are not states, right? It's the same thing with your weight. Your weight can change, but you have to believe it can change for it to change. Now, this next one is a little less common, but I have seen it enough to want to bring it up, and that's the former athlete who becomes overweight. So I see this a lot with people that, you know, played college basketball, college football, whatever it was, track and field, softball, whatever, right? They cannot get past the fact that they're no longer in their glory days. They want to keep training like they're an athlete. They want to keep eating like they're an athlete. And they're just not, okay? Um, Your metabolism, it's not going to slow down dramatically overnight, all right? But it does slow a little bit as we age. And our hormones change as we age. So you can't be doing the same stuff to your body that you did to yourself in your 20s when you're in your 30s and 40s, all right? So a lot of times people that were athletes, like I said, they stop training as diligently as they were. You know, they're not practicing. They don't have games. They still try to bust their butt in the gym and eat just whatever they want, you know, because they got away with that when they were in college, but they're not getting away with it now. And it ends up being the reason that they're overweight. Now, last but certainly not least, and if you've kind of, you know, drifted away or zoned out a little bit during this podcast, I want you to now refocus your attention because this is one that everyone needs to hear. A huge reason why you became overweight is because you don't believe that you're enough. You don't believe that you deserve to be healthy. You don't believe that you deserve to look good. You've never taken time to visualize yourself I want you to think about what you're going to look like when you get down to your goal weight. Okay, I want you to think about what that's going to look like. What are your arms going to look like? What is your stomach going to look like? What are your legs going to look like? What's your face going to look like? Now I want you to think about how it's going to affect you emotionally. How are you going to feel on a day-to-day basis? What's your mental health going to be like? How's it going to affect your relationships? What's your mood going to be like? Really take time, close your eyes, and not if you're driving, but close your eyes and visualize that and remind yourself that that is possible. But you have to believe that it's possible and you have to be willing to make changes and willing to do things differently than what you're doing right now. And if you are, you can create the version of yourself that you just visualized But you have to believe that you're good enough to get there. For so long, I did not believe that I was worthy of a body that I loved. And I got, I was stuck. I was stuck. I hated my body. I would starve myself and I still hated my body because at the end of the day, I didn't believe that I was enough. You're enough right now in the body that you may not love and you will be enough when you create that body that you do love and you have to have to have to believe that because when things get hard when the scale is stuck when you're frustrated when you miss a workout whatever it is you at the end of the day have to go back to that root and feel like you're grounded in something 
and that you are enough. And so I hope that this was a reminder to you that there's a reason that you're in the place that you're in right now and you can look back at it and you can do something about it. The point of this episode is not to just call people out for it, but rather to give them something that they feel like they can actually tackle and they can work on. So if you've gone through trauma, if you didn't have healthy, you know, parents and friends growing up, if you're stuck in that athlete mindset, whatever it is, take a look at that, think about it, process it, and move forward from it. As always, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. If you'd like to connect with me, I am on social media, of course. I'm on Instagram at builtbybalance underscore Iman. I'm now on threads, whatever the heck that is. Uh, also at builtbybalance underscore Iman. And the best place to connect with me would be my private Facebook community. If you search up the Female Fat Loss Blueprint on Facebook, I'll also have it linked in the description. Uh, you can connect with me, ask me questions, whatever you need, okay? Thank you so much again. I'm wishing you wellness and I'll see you in the next episode.